guys, this is Kim Lapree from the Teachers Need Teachers podcast. I'm a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual host. Be sure to check out all of the other amazing podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Reimagined Schools podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Goins, and my special guest today is Andrea Gribble, a social media specialist who's the founder of Social School for EDU, a Minnesota-based company dedicated to helping schools celebrate their students in a safe and positive way with social media. Andrea and her team at Social School for EDU have now served over 80 districts directly, trained over 1,000 districts nationwide, and have shared over 750,000 posts on social media. They have a great website at socialschoolforedu.com that's filled with tips, tools, and strategies to help you broadcast your school story to the world. Andrea is a consultant, a speaker, and a trainer for K-12 schools across the nation. As a parent and advocate for child safety on the internet, she's also the author of a popular children's book that tackles the many challenges that kids and parents face today in the ever-changing world of technology. The name of the book series is The Von Awesome Family in a Digital Days, and you can check that out wherever books are sold. This was a fun conversation with Andrea Gribble, and I highly recommend that you contact her and her team as I fully endorse what they're doing over at Social School for EDU. So again, check out their website. You can contact Andrea on Twitter at Andrea Gribble. And remember, folks, now is the perfect time to begin thinking about how to tell your school story with all the wonderful social media tools that are available. As always, folks, be sure to share out this episode with the Reimagined Schools hashtag and let us know what you think about each and every episode here on the Reimagined Schools podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one. It was a lot of fun, folks. My conversation with Andrea Gribble begins right now. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Reimagined Schools podcast. Have a great show for you again this week as we talk about social media in schools with Andrea Gribble. How are you, Andrea? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm fantastic, and I am so fired up to talk about this topic. It's one of my favorites. Uh, those that listen to the podcast know that I spent 15 years as a school district superintendent, and uh, using social media, media to tell your school story was certainly a big part of that. So you are the founder of Social School for EDU. So can you just kind of walk us through what you do and tell us your story a little bit? I started working with social media for businesses. I was kind of helping them tell their story. And I happened to know the superintendent at our small little district in Wisconsin. It's a small district of about 300 students, K through 12. So I always laugh when, they, when people say they've got a small school and they've got like 8,000 students. I'm like, no. 
we had 300 students in the school and the superintendent wanted help with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. Um, and I said, well, sure, I'll, I'd love to be able to help you. And we did a pilot program with them. I fell in love with celebrating all the incredible things that our educators are doing, that our students are doing. And I found out other schools were kind of like his small district and they needed help. And so out of that, I, I stopped working with businesses. I focused just on schools. And so now our company of more than 30, uh, 30 people, we help serve schools all over the country with management, with coaching, um, and a brand new membership program to help them tell their story and uh, give them training and tips and tools to do that. And you refer to yourself as a social media storyteller. I used to refer to myself as a superintendent, as the storyteller in chief, uh, because we all know if you don't tell your story, someone's going to tell it for you. And, uh, you know, social media really hasn't been around that long when you really stop and think about it. So there are a lot of schools till, still kind of taking baby steps to jump into that. But just talk in general about the impact of using social media to promote all the great things in your school district. Well, like it or not, people are living on with their technology, right? It's always in their pocket, and uh, it is getting harder and harder to truly engage uh, not only our parents, but let's face it, our community in what's happening at our schools. And so it's really important to meet them where they're at. And you can do that with the power of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, we can connect with students. We can connect with parents. We can even connect teachers with other classrooms um, to get great ideas, right? It's this great professional de development network that even works within your own school. So it's important, um, just in the small little district that I'm in, in, in New Auburn, Wisconsin, where I started, which I just happened to only live about 40 miles from Dr. Joe Sanfilippo from Falk Creek. So when I started my, uh, my, with my first school, He's the first person I called, and of course, he welcomed me into the Fall Creek School District where I got to learn about some of his strategies. We took those to New Auburn, and, you know, we have under 600 people in our whole town. Now with social media, just on Facebook, Greg, we reach more than 5,000 people every week with the stories that we're sharing from these little second graders who are building balloon cars. Um, and believe me, we love to share when they work. But just last week, I shared a video of it not working. And a little boy in the background yells out, persevere. Like, you know, they're learning these words of, you know, um, trial and error and what true education is all about. Uh, and so it's powerful to be able to show and break down those walls of the amazing things happening in our schools and getting them out there for the world to see. And, and, you know, the thing that's really cool about what you're doing with Social School for EDU is you have kind of a, an organized platform that people can go and find you, and you have a wonderful website with tremendous resources. Uh, and so, folks, you certainly want to check that out. But I think about when I got, got started, really there were only a couple things out there. You know, you referenced Joe, and I consider Joe, Joe a friend. Joe Sanfilippo, the uh, superintendent at Fall Creek, Wisconsin, you know, started using the hashtag Go Crickets. And then when Tony Sananis came out with the book, The Power of Branding, Telling Your School Story. And that was kind of the first time it kind of hit me that you can 
kind of take more control over that daily message. Whereas, you know, traditionally you had to wait on your local newspaper or local radio station, or maybe you were lucky enough to have your TV affiliate stop by, but now you get to control that on a daily basis, what you send out and when you send it out in real time. Absolutely. And sometimes the headline that might make it in the school newspaper isn't the headline you want them to, to uh, share. And, uh, you know, there's, there's different ways that, that people want to get that news out there. Now you can take total control, get it out there right when you need it, in your voice. Um, it, it, you really are telling stories. Uh, and it's, it's really an important, uh, important thing to do. And, uh, yeah, we've certainly learned from a lot of people out there before us um, branding is so important with schools. We don't traditionally think about, you know, let's face it, educators are really humble and they are servant leaders and they sometimes don't believe that, you know, day in, day out, the grind, it's hard work and you might not feel like you're making a difference, but oh my gosh, the amazing things that are happening. Um, if we can encourage all of our staff uh, to really, you know, celebrate those small wins and share them with people like me. Greg, I'm a parent of six kids. So I have four stepsons. I have two daughters. And when they come home and I ask them what they did at school today, they usually would say nothing. <laughs> and I know that's not true. Uh, but because of social media, we can give parents, you know, those stories of what is actually happening. Uh, and it's powerful because it creates connections it creates discussions at the dinner table and all of that um, into what you're learning, what does it mean, um, and, and really being reflective on the school day. And, and, you know, I think you and I probably have a lot of the same conversations with school administrators when we encounter those folks. And, and I tell people all the time, I guarantee you there's something awesome happening right now in your school. But if you don't, you know, it doesn't take long to walk down there with your iPhone, take a picture, drop the hashtag on it, send it out and share it with the world. And, you know, it's just so important. You have to share out all those wonderful things that are happening. And I always also talk about the, uh, the famous George Kuros quote, we need to make the positive so loud that the negative becomes almost impossible to hear. And I, I keep banging that drum over and over and over. Go find something to take a picture of and to share in your school and community. Yeah, I love that quote. It's in nearly every presentation that I give because the number one pushback when we talk with the school leader, and let's face it, as a superintendent, um, you might not love social media because there's a lot of negative things. And there's a lot of bad things that can happen and there's parents that can go off on your school. Um, but it, I can't, I can't, I don't have that magic wand yet of being able to really, sh you know, totally quiet that down and shut that off. But I do have the power of day in and day out getting these stories out there that increase the trust and transparency of what's happening at our schools. And all of a sudden, because I start a story, I start getting comments back about my child wouldn't stop talking about this activity. Or, you know, we if we're doing a feature on a staff member, you know, they're talking about, oh, my gosh, thanks to Mrs. Smith. You know, my child loves to read, um, you know, all of these things that can happen, but they can't happen if you're not telling your story. And we always say, your story's being told, um, but I bet your version of the story is going to be better than somebody else's version. And so we, we have to work on that as a school district of, of really empowering that voice uh, to get out there. 
And, and you know what's really powerful, or at least it was for me when I was a superintendent, uh, you know, it's the school, the school day's over, you know, I'm at the local Kroger or Walmart doing my, whatever it is I'm doing. And I have parents come up to me and say, wow, what, you know, what they were doing in eighth grade science today was amazing. They were making volcanoes. And that's when I knew that there was something different going on. People were engaged, people were looking at it and people were excited about what was happening in the school. And, and that was one of those aha moments for me. Yeah, and, you know, public education doesn't have a great, um, you know, reputation right now. Uh, But yet I see all the time all the great things happening. So we owe it to ourselves to be able to share that. Um, And, you know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and I know a lot of places, school choice is a real thing. And we as, as schools shouldn't be really competing against each other. But if we're not talking about all the great opportunities that our students have, especially in a small little school that has 300 students K-12, and you might just think that, hey, you know, that you're not going to get as good of education as if you went to a bigger school. Hey, wait a minute. You know, we've got seniors that have 25 college credits earned before they even step, you know, foot on a campus um, when they're a freshman in college. They're already basically going in as a sophomore. And, oh, that was paid for by the school. You know, that, that matters. Uh, and and if, if you're not getting that news out, that, that can be tough. Yeah, and you talked a little bit earlier about the fear factor. And, and that is always the thing that that's the biggest sell whenever you talk to school leaders because, you know, that it, it's always that and it's always, well, we don't have time. And my response to the time issue is, you know, it doesn't take very long if you have that iPhone in your pocket to – to walk around, take a picture, and put that on Twitter with your hashtag. Uh, it's almost like, you know, you can change your school culture 60 seconds at a time. If you have one minute a day, you can you can actually go and do that. But the fear factor uh, question is, is very interesting to me uh, because, I mean, let's be honest, social media is still kind of the Wild West. It, it's not regulated like it should be, uh, although we, there are some things we can do. But I always tell people that, you know, things will go off the rail from time to time. But let's use those as teachable moments and teach kids how to be good digital citizens. And I think that's going to go a lot further than saying, you know, everyone give me your cell phone at the door. We're going to ban them for the school year, which I think is uh, just a horrible, horrible philosophy. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a tough job that we have as schools today to educate our kids. Uh, but if we're not teaching them responsible use, um, then what are they going to do when they get outside of our walls? So I think it is important. And us as schools can show what a positive impact, what a positive difference you can make with social media versus just saying, don't do that and don't post that. And how could you be so, you know, stupid to, not that any school would say that, but, you know, how could you be so careless in sharing that image or that statement um, when, frankly, a lot of parents and adults don't know what, how to do it? Um, I think it's really powerful. We had one small school that did a did a project on shining the light on slavery that happens right here in the U.S. And they put together a two minute video. We put it out on Facebook, and it reached over two hundred forty thousand people. So when you show seventh graders, you know, in a small little uh, you know school that they can have that type of impact, that's powerful. That's going to carry them into well, what else can I do? Um, you know, with, with these, uh, with these platforms to make, 
make the world a better place. So let's switch gears a little bit and, and uh, talk about some of the fun stuff. Let's talk about the how-to. And, again, you have some incredible resources. And you guys kind of focus on the big four of um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. How, are, how is the thought process different uh, in using each of those four? Um, you know, personally, I always had the greatest success with Twitter. And that's kind of what I put my focus on. But I could certainly see, you know, with Facebook Live, you have some great tips on how to how to use that. Uh, YouTube, I think video is very underutilized, um, you know, as a general rule in terms of how schools use that. Well, just talk about the big four a little bit and, and the preferences. Yeah, well, it, social media can be overwhelming, Greg. And I want to start by saying if you can't do, and I'm going to say with social media for schools, Facebook for the 80 school districts we serve across the country and, and we, we coach a, a lot more than that. Facebook is the number one channel and it's the number one channel because the most people are on it. So if you can't do Facebook well as a district, meaning you're posting at least a couple times a day on all the great things that are happening on your district Facebook page, then I wouldn't worry about the other channels. Um, now, you said Twitter is great because Twitter is awesome. It, you're limited. You're up to 280 characters now, but you can't write a novel. It's all about sharing things in the moment, using hashtags, picking up information. So as far as like a teacher telling, telling, telling story, oh, I can't spit that out today, you know, telling their story, that's really important and it can be super easy. You don't have to worry as much about you know, having to respond to uh, comments and things like that, because it's kind of is a news platform. And um, so Twitter can be very good. But in regards to telling the district story, we found, especially in the Midwest, not as many parents or even sometimes community members are on Twitter. So you need to find out where your audience is at, and then you need to serve them in that audience. Um, Instagram, great place for kids. Of course, they're hanging out on Snapchat. We have a few schools out there that are using Snapchat. Um, but Instagram's a great platform. Instagram stories are an incredible way. Um, we also have young parents on that channel. So think about your audience when you share. Um, and again, be really good at one before you try to branch out. Because if you're trying to do all of them really well, but you're not doing very well at all, then what's the difference? Why, why are you even there? Um, and then the final one, YouTube. YouTube is the number two search engine in the world behind Google. So you want your school to show up on YouTube. Now, I would say that YouTube is a little bit different of a social media platform than Twitter or Instagram or Facebook because there's less interaction, but there is a lot of how-to. You can search. You can you know, find out videos. So I think your school definitely wants to be there. Um, and I know some schools use Vimeo. Um, video is so powerful because you can talk to people just like this, um, like you and I are doing right now, um, and be face-to-face -face with, you know, one-to-many in a very easy, easy format. And they've made those so easy to use. So does that help a little bit? Yeah, I think that's great. And, and I've also had a, a few interesting conversations with, uh, with school leaders about, um, you know, they'll tell me, Greg, not only do we not have time for it, but we already have a pretty good good school website. And, and I kind of, uh, I mean, not to step on anyone's toes, but people just aren't going to school websites. I mean, I did my own informal survey the last couple of years I was, I was a superintendent. They were going to find the school calendar and the menu. Both of those things you can put on social media. 
So why are we spending all this money on these fancy elaborate websites when I would want to spend my time, you know, interacting with folks and getting that out on social media. So, uh, and then if you do have that school website, you can also embed some of those social media tools right there on the page. So yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Well, you need a website, right? You have to have a home base for all that information. And there was a time when you were, everybody was putting everything on that website. Um, and it, but you're right. How many people are actually going to it? So I want to challenge you, uh, the listeners right now is, can you look at your Google Analytics or whatever analytics you have for your website and look at how many unique viewers you had visitors to your website in the last month, okay? With the districts we serve, like Little New Auburn, we're reaching 5,000 people every week. Uh, Reading Pennsylvania, we do some coaching for them. Uh, They have about 18,000 students. They're reaching over 30,000 people every week. 30,000 different people every week just with their Facebook posts. I know they're not getting 30,000 unique visitors to their website every month. I don't know what that number is, but... I just want you to to challenge you because again, we're trying to meet them where they're at. Um, When they're, when you're on Facebook, it's showing up there in their newsfeed. They're seeing the things happen, um, which again is something we focus on, Greg, because just because you post it on Facebook doesn't mean everybody sees it. Even if you have a bunch of fans, because there's this algorithm at work. So that's where we just try to build in that consistency, build into stories that really people are engaged with and they care about. Um, and there's a whole bunch of information on my website that I try to share for free out there with everybody just so that you know how that, what works best because you don't have a lot of time. So we need to cut to the strategies that work the best and that's what we try to share. Yeah, and I think that's very well said. And, and I think another piece of this is developing your own unique hashtag. And I know you've had this conversation many times. I have too when I have a chance to go out and speak about social media in schools. But I, I remember working with a district not too long ago, and their mascot, their mascot was the Black Cats. And so they wanted that to be their hashtag. And I said, okay, let's go ahead and put this, let's search for that uh, on one of the social media engines and see what you get. And, of course, you get a million pictures of black cats. I said, no, that's not going to work. We need something that's very unique to what you're doing. But you actually have to stop and take the time and put some thought into what that hashtag is going to be about. And I know that's something you guys probably help school districts with. Yeah, it's one of the first things we do when we set up with a new school. We're working with a new school, a small district in Minnesota, and they're having a contest with their kids to figure out, hey, what should our what should our hashtag be? Because you want it to invoke pride. It has to be unique, and you want that to be able to use it in everything that you have on you know, the swag and, and really be able to promote it because what a strong hashtag does, and I would say a district hashtag, okay, is really important. You want that district story being told, um, is it lets everybody be a storyteller. So when you're at that concert or you're at that um, sporting event um, or you're at graduation, when people are sharing things, they're using that hashtag and that allows everybody to, you know, to get that story out in a big way. Um, for example, you go to see hashtag go crickets, and you're going to see a lot of different stories being told, not just the district, um, which we happen to partner now with Joe's district to help them manage their district presence. Um, but you're going to see the, te- the, the um, elementary teacher, the high school teacher, a parent, uh, you know, sharing different things. 
Um, so it's very, very important to have a, a district hashtag. And I would also say, sometimes districts can get carried away with hashtags. So they got a different hashtag for every event and they got a different hashtag for this high school and this middle school and this elementary school. When people have to think about what hashtag do I need to use, I think you've lost the battle. So I think a really strong district hashtag and getting that used in everything is the, is the biggest first step. And then after that, if you want to go into, well, this is for our reading program or this is for um, this sporting uh, sports team, that's fine, but um, I think it's really important to have that district presence. What do you think on that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think once you establish, you know, what your identity is and build that momentum, then it's just a matter of, of just kind of running with it. Uh, you were talking about the swag and, uh, you know, putting that hashtag on not only T-shirts and card decals, but put it in your basketball game and football game programs. Put it on in your graduation program and encourage people to – Take a photo of your graduate and use the school hashtag. And we even had con uh, contests uh, at high school football games. You know, we would, you know, go ahead and take your best action shot, and then we would randomly pick the best one. It wasn't very scientific, but we might give out a free bag of popcorn for the one we thought was the best and then announce it, you know, late in the game. And you would be amazed at how excited people get over free popcorn. Yeah, and posting maybe some of those pictures then on the district Instagram page and, and giving them a shout out, right? We, you probably have some aspiring uh, photographers in your students and, and maybe even some of your parents. So that can be, be really cool. One of the other ideas that uh, we use for all of our districts is we get a uh, decal made for your main entrances for your door for your doors. And every time somebody opens that door, they're seeing hey, here's our hashtag, here's our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handle. And so they know the moment they walk in the door, hey, these guys are on social media. So um, just think about those things. I, I would challenge all the listeners right now, how are you promoting your social channel? It should be talked about every, you know, you talk about putting it in the program. You better make sure that that senior welcoming everybody to graduation says, hey, check this out. We're going to be sharing Facebook um, photos later today. And by the way, if you take a picture, make sure to use this hashtag. hashtag. You, you have to digitally, you know, promoting it is important, but promoting it face-to-face -face is important too. Yeah, uh, without question. I mean, I've even seen hashtags on college football fields. And I think it got to the point where the NCAA ruled that you could no longer have a hashtag on the plane surface. But, I mean, I thought that was very creative. And you can do a lot of different things with your hashtag. So, uh, I, I guess the next logical place to go is uh, people have to understand that you're talking about putting out a lot of content. And a lot of times, I know when I first started, a lot of that responsibility fell back on myself and a few principles. And it got to be a little overwhelming. But if you stay with it over a period of time, you get other people involved. And then I love the idea that you talk about analytics. I mean, there are a lot of free programs you can go and check and see how many times your hashtag has been used in a given day or week or month. But, you know, just to kind of build that narrative that we're going to do this, it's a priority in our school, in our school district, and let's, you know, let's see what we can do with it. Yeah, it's very important to establish a process because I think that's what a lot of schools are like. They're scared, and then they're like, who's going to own it? Um, and developing if everybody's responsible, sometimes nobody's responsible, right? 
So really setting up somebody that is, hey, I'm going to own this. And that might be your communications person. If you're too small, it might be, you know, a media specialist or one of your principals or a district secretary or, you know, a teacher or a team of teachers that are going to. But, but our system um, that we use that can be used by any school district really is just we set up the expectation that every staff member needs to submit at least, you know, one or two things a month. We set up a separate email address, social media at myschool.org, whatever your domain is. And we just say, hey, snap a picture, give us a little, you know, blurb, and then we will put that into the, um, the Facebook page or the Instagram or the Twitter. Um, obviously, if teachers are already on social media and they're tweeting out, we just say, hey, keep tweeting, but use our hashtag because we might pull that information over onto our Facebook page where we have the most followers or whatever. Um, but really setting up that system where that's the expectation that everybody's going to do one or two things a month and then schedule those things out. So we like to say, um, you know, on Facebook, probably you don't post any more than five times a day because otherwise it's a little bit overwhelming. But 6 a.m. is a great time to post. 11 a.m., right around lunchtime, when the kids get picked up, right? All You got parents out there like 20 minutes ahead of time because they want to get the best parking spot to pick up their son or daughter post at those times because they are in their cars on, you know, their phones, um, maybe dinner time. And then, you know, eight o'clock at night, seven, eight o'clock at night. That's what a lot of our people are on. Uh, you don't have to be working then. You can just schedule posts to post at that time. You can do that right within Facebook. Uh, you can use other third-party apps like you talked about. Um, but you want to be consistently getting those stories out there. So that it meets people, you know, kind of where they're at when they're there. And, and, you know, contests are also a great way to get people excited, get them active. I know you have some examples about uh, social media bingo, other things. You, you're featuring things on your website. And, again, folks, this is an awesome website. Go to socialschoolforedu.com. Lots of great ideas and suggestions. But something simple like a spotlight staff person of the week uh, to get people excited. Yeah, your staff, you know, are is one of the biggest things that people love about your school. You have dedicated staff members, feature them, and it doesn't have to be hard. You know, we'll take their, um, just their staff photo from the um, yearbook or, you know, whatever they have, and we'll just say thanks for all you do, and every week we feature a different staff member. Oh my gosh, the news feed just blows up with people saying thank you. Um, you can schedule those out ahead of time. Um, you know, we do throwback Thursday pictures, old pictures from yearbooks. Our community looks forward, you know, when I go to a show and I see school board members and they're like, oh my gosh, I just love Thursday morning because I can see who I know and, you know, start trying to tag them or whatever. Um, it can be really fun and it can be easy. Um, it takes a little bit of coordination at the beginning, uh, but then it is, you can build sustainability um, and then build true engagement and then it gets fun because you see the effects. Yeah, and I and again, I, I'm just so excited about what you're doing uh, to kind of help districts kind of get over this fear factor, get over the hump. I always tell people, you know, quit worrying about what might go wrong, and let's get excited about all the things that could go right, because there are, are far more positives than negatives. So as we kind of wrap up our time, if you could speak directly to a superintendent or a principal, they've been thinking about maybe going down this road, but they're still a little reluctant. You know, what can uh, you do to get them going? 
Well, first of all, thank you for leading our schools. It's not an easy job, and we know you work tirelessly. Um, you know, as a former superintendent, you know that directly. I don't know anybody that works harder than our superintendents and our principals, um, besides maybe our teachers, I guess, but um, it's a hard job. Uh, but you don't have to have all the answers. There are people out here to help you, um, and my company happens to be one of them that can, can help give you the tools uh, set up and whether that's we manage it for you or you manage it and develop your own team. We've got a lot of resources there. Uh, don't put it off. Don't put it on the back burner. It's more important than you know in regards to the stories being told. Whether you are being the storyteller or not, it's still being told, but I bet your story is going to be better. Um, and like Joe Sanfilippo says, you know, never uh, give up the opportunity to say something great about your school. Well, that's fine. I want you to say it when you're in person. But when you say it with social media, you have the ability to reach hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people because I've seen it. We're, you know, and, and going viral isn't the goal. It's celebrating the great things that your students and your staff are doing. And I think you as a leader, that's your job is to help celebrate those things. Um, you can't pay our teachers enough. Um, you can't give enough uh, recognition to the incredible things your kids are doing. But when you can share that story with others, um, that's powerful. And uh, it's, it's easier than you think. Um, it's not, you know, it's not without risk. It's not without, you know, having to make sure there's a focus on it. But it is possible and it's impactful. Um, so just reach out and you can definitely reach out to a lot of the resources you have and that are out there in the books. Uh, but we've got a lot of easy strategies um, to share. So definitely, definitely check that out. Well, again, great advice for school leaders out there. Folks, you can follow Andrea Gribble on Twitter at Andrea Gribble. And, again, the website is socialschoolforedu.com. Any questions you have, reach out to them, and they will lead you in the right direction. So, hey, it's been a great conversation. Thanks so much for being here, and keep doing great things for school districts. Thanks so much. All right, folks, that's a wrap on another show here on the Reimagined Schools podcast. Uh, again, a big thanks to our special guest, Andrea Gribble, the founder of Social School for EDU. Uh, you want to check them out and let them help you tell your school story. And until next time, folks, remember, always do what you can in your school and community to create better schools for kids. Thank you for listening to the Reimagined Schools podcast with Dr. Greg Goins. Be sure to continue the conversation on social media with the Reimagined Schools hashtag and subscribe to the podcast at reimaginedschools.net. You can also help support this podcast by clicking on the listener support link and making a small monthly contribution. Contact Dr. Greg Goins today to invite him to speak or present at your next education conference or professional development day. Please send inquiries to drgreggoins at gmail.com or on Twitter at drgreggoins.